Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, July 4th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. stocks closed at record highs on Wednesday alongside a rally in bonds as investors cheered the prospect of an extended era of loose monetary policy. Huawei founder Ren Zhengfei predicts the next battle with the U.S. will be over the Internet of Things, and Boeing pledges to commit $100 million to help address the needs of families affected by two deadly crashes of its 737 MAX jet. Plus, the FT's Frankfurt bureau chief, Claire Jones, tells us what policies Christine Lagarde is set to inherit at the European Central Bank. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. U.S. stocks closed at record highs on Wednesday. It was part of a global rally for both equities and bonds. And it came a day after news that IMF head Christine Lagarde had been nominated to lead the European Central Bank. For investors, that meant the prospect of an extended era of ultra-loose monetary policy in the eurozone. Wednesday was a shortened trading session on Wall Street ahead of the Independence Day holiday. But that didn't stop the S&P from finishing at its highest levels of the day, rising 0.8%. The benchmark is now fewer than five points away from crossing the 3,000 mark for the first time. Other major indices also hit new highs. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed up 0.7%, and the Nasdaq Composite rose 0.8%. In the bond markets, the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury at one point traded below 1.95% for the first time in three years. That was after German bunds fell to a fresh record low of minus 0.39%. Investors were betting on the nomination of Christine Lagarde to be the next president of the ECB. Ms. Lagarde is largely seen as an advocate of the stimulus put in place by outgoing president Mario Draghi. We'll have more on Ms. Lagarde and how she might lead as the head of the ECB later in today's briefing. Huawei's founder thinks his battles with the U.S. will continue, and he has an eye on what might be the next trigger. Ren Zhengfei said that the U.S. and the Chinese telecoms company will struggle over Huawei's push into the Internet of Things, also known as IoT, and smart factories. Huawei has been rapidly developing chips and software for companies to connect their factory floors to the Internet. It's aiming to corner the global IoT market through writing the industry standards. Outside of China, Huawei's Ocean Connect IoT platform will be competing against cloud providers such as Amazon and Google. Meanwhile, its IoT communications chips are up against those of Qualcomm and Intel. The U.S. government is lobbying countries not to use Huawei equipment in their 5G networks. It has also banned U.S. companies from selling their technology to Huawei. But at the recent G20 summit, President Donald Trump suggested some U.S. companies might be allowed to export to Huawei as long as the trade didn't endanger national security. And Boeing has pledged to commit $100 million to those affected by the deadly crashes of the 737 MAX jet. The U.S. Aerospace Group said the investment would be made over several years and it would support education, alleviate hardship, and provide living expenses for families affected by the two crashes. 
Boeing said it would also put the money towards economic development initiatives in affected communities by working with local governments and nonprofit organizations. In total, 346 people died. The crashes are believed to have been caused primarily by faulty anti-stall software. Boeing Chief Executive Dennis Mullenberg announced the financial pledge in a statement on Wednesday. He said, quote, The families and loved ones of those on board have our deepest sympathies, and we hope this initial outreach can bring them some comfort. Boeing has faced several lawsuits from families of victims over the past few weeks. A lawyer representing some of the families responded to the offer, saying that it, quote, appears to be disingenuous. A Boeing spokesman said the pledge was independent of these lawsuits. And here's a closer look at one of the day's big stories. Finding a replacement for Mario Draghi as head of the European Central Bank was always going to be a tough job. The current ECB president is widely credited with saving the eurozone during the debt crisis. Over the past five weeks, European leaders have gone back and forth, deliberating over who would garner enough support among a group of nations with very different positions on the big political and economic issues of the moment. This week, leaders finally agreed to put forward the current head of the IMF, Christine Lagarde. The FT's Frankfurt bureau chief, Claire Jones, tells us about the ECB that Ms. Lagarde could inherit if her nomination is confirmed. Under the eight years in which Mario Draghi has been in charge, the ECB has been through a big revamp. He took over an institution that was very much modelled on Germany's Bundesbank. Since he's taken over, he's been very aggressive in injecting trillions of euros worth of monetary stimulus. He leaves with interest rates at an all-time low. And the sense is that He's leaving a central bank which no longer so closely mirrors the Bundesbank and it looks a bit more like a modern central bank such as the U.S. Federal Reserve. And Claire, tell us a little bit about Christine Lagarde. What will she bring to this role? Christine Lagarde is a very high profile figure. However, despite this track record as a finance minister and also as managing director of the International Monetary Fund, she is not trained as an economist. Her background is as a lawyer, and that has raised some concern among some people at the European Central Bank. Who does support Christine Lagarde's nomination? Who's criticizing the nomination? Where is the support and the opposition coming from? I think people recognize that Miss Lagarde is an impressive character. There is some concern about whether or not she does have the intellectual clout to take the governing council of European Central Bank policymakers with her. But it is widely acknowledged that her manner in dealing with the public, her communication style is all very impressive. We are entering a new era of central banking before the global financial crisis. The view was that central banks ought to be independent, that their work was very technocratic and they should be divorced from the political process. Post-financial crisis, we've seen them come under attack from both the right side and the left side of the extremes of the political spectrum. The result is that we're no longer seeing necessarily economists take over at major central banks. It's not only Miss Lagarde that doesn't have any formal economics training. If you look at the US Federal Reserve, Jay Powell is in a similar position. However, people might argue that 
Jay Powell did have central bank experience before he took on the Fed chairmanship. And what happens next with this nomination? So now that we've had the nomination of Christine Lagarde, it isn't just yet a done deal. What needs to happen is for the proposal to go again to European leaders who are set to approve it at some point in the autumn. But at the moment, it looks likely that Miss Lagarde's nomination will be approved by EU leaders at some point in the early autumn. Today, U.S. markets are closed for the 4th of July. And while many associate the American holiday with fireworks, barbecue and beer, consumer industry executives expect plant-based meat and seltzer sales to be the big winners. You can read more on this and the rest of today's stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.